Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we're going to have so much fun today because we're going to be talking about something that is the basic for every single person in business. It's a skill that we all need to know. So please join me in welcoming Donna Griffith to our program today. Welcome, Donna. How are you? I'm great, Deb. Thank you so much for having me. Cool. Us redheads, we got to stick together, right? Right? Yeah. Red red jacket, we got the whole... I know, I know. Red letter day. Yep. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we will dive into this. So Donna Griffith is a world-renowned corporate storyteller, pitch alchemist, and best-selling author of Sticking to My Story, The Alchemy of Storytelling. There it is. She's showing it. She's being Vanna White. Sticking to My Story, The Alchemy of Storytelling for Startups. Donna has worked globally for two decades in over 30 countries with Fortune 500 companies, startups, and investors in a wide variety of industries, helping them create, edit, and deliver powerful presentations, pitches, and messages. She magically spins raw data into compelling stories that captivate audiences and drive results. Here's the important part, folks. Through her guidance, her clients have raised over $1.5 billion, with a B, dollars. So again, Donna, welcome. Again, great to be here. Thank you so much for that opening. Wow. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, I always like to find out from my guests how it is that they got to where they are today, because I think that's a very important thing that people really want to know about. So how is it that you got to where you are today? So this is a great question because there's so many different ways to answer it. And just, Mm -hmm. you know, as our first tip of the day with storytelling, you are the author of your story. Mm -hmm. When somebody asks you this, you can choose where you want to start from. It doesn't have to be chronological. Mm -hmm. So um, let's see, where shall we start from today? So storytelling isn't something that I grew up knowing, like, you know, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a storyteller. It didn't really exist when I was young. Mm-hmm. And when I first started calling myself a storyteller, people were like, hmm. like a librarian or, mm-hmm. or right. something like that. So um, so storytelling as a business concept has only really grown in in, in acknowledgement for the past mm-hmm. 10 years, mm-hmm. I'd say. Um, so I grew up loving acting, loving uh, working with people. And when I was 16 and I heard that there was this thing called drama therapy, I was like, that's what I want to study. And and everything Mm -hmm. towards my master's degree was Mm -hmm. geared towards that. Because, you know, as much as I loved acting, I didn't want to be a starving artist waiting tables at the age of Mm -hmm. 30. And I got into NYU, did my master's in drama therapy. This was throughout 9-11 and all kinds of drama in New York. And then found out that the options for for getting a job as a drama therapist were basically that of a starving artist. And yes. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. And and I was looking for like, okay, what can I do with all of my mm-hmm. different skills and talents? Mm-hmm. And um, one of my professors at NYU mentioned that she had a friend that would travel the globe, give mm-hmm. workshops, motivate, speaking on like, that's what I want to do. Where do I, where do I learn mm-hmm. that? And NYU had a continuing professional postmasters program in training and organizational development. Mm-hmm. I started that, sent my resume into the very first place that I saw listed on Craigslist for mm-hmm. corporate trainers and was hired uh, by a wonderful company called wow. Boyer Communications Group. Mm-hmm. I got to travel the world mm-hmm. um, literally from Taiwan to, to Glastonbury, mm-hmm. Connecticut, from South Africa to um to oh gosh a lot of the european countries mm-hmm. so it was in copenhagen there are lots mm-hmm. of really great places and teach people how to give great presentations mm-hmm. write clearly mm-hmm. um be confident and always 
hunky dory until 2008. Right. And you were kind of in that financial world. Uh Well, Mm -hmm. the financial world kind of affects everything. And the first Mm -hmm. thing that goes in organizations is training that's inessential. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So my schedule was wiped clean and so was the slate. So Mm -hmm. it was time to reinvent. And as luck and serendipity would have it, um, somebody introduced me to someone who needed help with his speeches. He was mm-hmm. a cardiothoracic surgeon, and he had also created two uh, inventions, medical mm-hmm. devices. It was my first foray into mm-hmm. startups. He asked me to create pitch decks for him mm-hmm. uh, for a big angel uh, conference he had been mm-hmm. selected to pitch at. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, startups. Sure. Haven't done that before, but there's uh-huh. always a first Sure. And then I actually traveled with him and presented on his behalf with him uh-huh. in the room. And then the other companies got up to present. And it was like, Ooh. oh, my God, painful. I was like, mm-hmm. my heart just ached for them. Mm-hmm. But at the same gonna... point, you're thinking, we got this. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking, actually, why didn't they work with someone like right. me mm-hmm. towards this important mm-hmm. event? You've got people, 80 mm-hmm. investors sitting there that could throw millions of dollars at your company. Why wouldn't you prepare? Mm-hmm. And then it was just like this, okay, there's my next niche because there isn't really anyone right. in the storytelling mm-hmm. sp- space for mm-hmm. startups. Mm-hmm. It was like, that's my my next path. And mm-hmm. here we are. Um Many years later, pretty much the same landscape. Mm -hmm. I've worked with over a thousand VCs, startups and accelerators Mm -hmm. and Silicon Valley giants like Facebook and Google. Like you said, helped my class raise upwards of one and a half billion dollars. I have the best job in the world. Somebody called me the polisher of diamonds. Um, And it's true. There's Mm -hmm. so many incredible innovations Mm -hmm. and and entrepreneurs out there that just struggle to tell Mm -hmm. their story. And I'm there to help them do it. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. You know, and... I was was reading your book, which again, Vanna, show your book, um, Sticking to My Story, The Alchemy okay. of Storytelling for Startups. And it, the the main premise of the book is that you're pitching to investors, venture capitalists, angel funders, all of those. But of course, as I was reading it, I thought this is for everybody because it, the same concepts of getting clients and convincing them to give you money is the same thing. And it's also the same as if we're, pitching ourselves, you know, as a consultant, you know, it is the same information that, that, that goes in there. And so I love that because with just a little bit of tweaking, it's, it's all the same thing because it's, it's the same story. Stories are universal (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's probably one of the only universal things Mm -hmm. that all religions have and all cultures have Mm -hmm. and and have had for, you know, ever for thousands and Mm -hmm. thousands of years. And we all need it as a skill Mm -hmm. for anything that we're trying to be persuasive Mm -hmm. on. Right. Um, so I had somebody write me just over the weekend and say, you know, I'm I'm reading the book mm-hmm. and my clients are not startups, but I find myself giving them guidance from the book mm-hmm. on, you know, telling better messages mm-hmm. and sharpening their story. This is not just for startups and, right. and it isn't just for startups. Mm-hmm. Storytelling is this concept that we all should be. I right. started off doing it for startups because mm-hmm. otherwise it would have been like a 600 page book. Right. So mm-hmm. I had to kind of segmented a bit. Yeah. But there's so definitely- when you write part two, we'll have you on again. I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 the plan, Stan. Mm-hmm. I love it. You know, and as you said, we we use stories all the time. In fact, I'm told that I do stories too much. <laughs> um, and but I think so many professionals think we shouldn't tell stories. You know, especially when we're asking for money, whether it's investment or to buy a product or things like that, they um, are are saying, you know, you, you have to just be strictly business. You have to be professional. Yes. And that's, um, that's, and, the, that's like intuitively wrong. Mm-hmm. We think that right. we sound important mm-hmm. and smart by throwing in a lot mm-hmm. of terminology and mm-hmm. words and showing how, right. how much we know when mm-hmm. in fact, what we're doing is putting a wedge between mm-hmm. us and the listeners. Right. Because investors are human, mm-hmm. customers are human, and they have the same brain mm-hmm. as we do when it comes to taking in information. Mm-hmm. And we need to be able to get to them in a way that mm-hmm. doesn't just address their top of mind questions, right. but what's on their hearts mm-hmm. and their guts also. Right. Right. And that's what storytelling really is mm-hmm. able to do. So people are not going to remember your numbers, your facts, your figures, your tech mm-hmm. stack. They are going to remember the mm-hmm. stories of 
about you. Mm-hmm. So case in point, one of the stories I, I tell in the book is about uh, Cure Life. Um, mm-hmm. And they're a wonderful company mm-hmm. where um, the founder, Ron, set out on a quest mm-hmm. to basically cure diabetes for his mm-hmm. father who had been diagnosed right. in his 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, the stories in the book, I don't want to spoil mm-hmm. it, but I will give you a little behind the scenes. Yes, a teaser. So, mm-hmm. so, well, a few. So so mm-hmm. it's such a great story and it's so beautiful how like he stopped his life basically to, to figure out a way. And not only has he helped his father mm-hmm. get his diabetes under control. Mm -hmm. He's helped so many people around the Mm -hmm. world, but interesting little story about how stories stick and resonate. A Mm -hmm. few months ago, Ron asked me to work with his VP sales and uh, director of US sales on the sales deck. And Mm -hmm. I said, of course, I'd love to send me a very pretty looking sales deck, Mm -hmm. but the story wasn't there. Right. Lots of facts and figures, probably. Yeah. Well, and the ingredients of their their uh, their flagship pills, the the Mm -hmm. supplements. And I said, guys, where's the story? Mm -hmm. They said, which story? I said, the Ron and Rafi story. Where Mm -hmm. where is it? And they said, oh, you know, we're meeting with companies like Whole Foods. We only get a little bit with them. We don't have time for a story. Ah. And I said, here's where you're wrong, Mm -hmm. because they're not going to remember. what ingredients you have mm-hmm. in your supplement and what your supply right. chain does. They hear a million of those. They're going to remember that you're the company mm-hmm. whose founder put his life on hold mm-hmm. to set out on a quest to solve this because he had a personal connection. And then guess right. what they told me? Mm-hmm. The director of, of US sales and the VP sales both mm-hmm. had fathers that had been diagnosed oh. with diabetes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're not just the founder, but this mm-hmm. company is on a mission because they right. were touched by mm-hmm. diabetes on mm-hmm. a very personal level mm-hmm. and they saw the level of suffering right. of right. someone they love and they mm-hmm. joined this as a mission. Now mm-hmm. that will stick. Right. Yeah. And as you said, you know, they're not going to remember, okay, it's four pills and this is the regime and yada, yada, yada. They're going to remember, I helped my dad. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to because, you know, whatever, you know, like you said, it's Whole Foods. They want to help their customers. That's, you know, that's why they were founded to provide better nutrition, all of those things. And so when you say, I helped my dad, you know, now you don't have to go into huge detail. And I think that's the other thing people, you know, <laughs> and that's the other thing that I do, you go into too much detail, right? So you just say, you know, I founded this company to help my dad. He was a type two diabetic. You know, this is what we did. And this is what we now do with the company. And then you go on from there. Absolutely. And and sometimes we feel this need to fill the void with way too many details because mm-hmm. we're either afraid that they're not going to get it or we're right. afraid we're going to not look mm-hmm. like we know enough. So we just mm-hmm. toss all right. of these numbers mm-hmm. and facts. It's like I just was literally working with a client right before I got onto this mm-hmm. uh, session. And my eyes were bleeding because they had so many spreadsheets mm-hmm. And numbers and like mm-hmm. then a screenshot of a dashboard that was so tiny that it looked like ants walking across. I'm oh, like, goody. this mm-hmm. is not serving you. No. You need to extract mm-hmm. the meaning of these mm-hmm. to right. be able to tell the story. Right. Nobody's going to sit mm-hmm. there looking at line L2 mm-hmm. of your spreadsheet, figuring mm-hmm. out what that means. You need to bottom line it. People have mm-hmm. zero attention span mm-hmm. and it's just getting worse. Right. And we need to spoon feed mm-hmm. them the most right. important. Right. You know, and have that other stuff ready because, you know, say, you you know, you're talking again to wild oats. I mean, they might want their nutritionist to talk to you. So then they want to know what's in it. What is this? And so you've got that. But if you haven't hooked them in with that story, you're not going to hook them in at all. No, no, absolutely. Uh, You need that's your hook, but Mm -hmm. it's also the way to keep them there. So there's two pieces to the storytelling, which I talk about in the book. Mm -hmm. One is the structure of it. Mm -hmm. And there's a very intentional structure of mm-hmm. a story. And we're talking tens of thousands of years of storytelling mm-hmm. from early cave paintings mm-hmm. through Aesop's fables, mm-hmm. through uh, uh, <coughs> Greek tragedies, mm-hmm. and down to uh, an Instagram story. Mm-hmm. There's a very specific way a story is told, and our brain is hardwired for that way. So mm-hmm. if you create your pitches, whether it's an investor pitch mm-hmm. or a sales pitch, with this very intentional mm-hmm. structure, which you'll see in Hollywood movies right. too, mm-hmm. just you don't realize the structure's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you do that, and then you weave in the stories that stick. You're giving mm-hmm. them this double stickiness. Mm-hmm. 
So you're giving them the structure that helps them ingest the data, but right. you're also giving them these moments, mm-hmm. which will be what they take away. Oh, I met this company mm-hmm. today. You won't believe what they do. Mm-hmm. And then they have that mental sticky mm-hmm. note. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about the structure, because I think that is really the downfall of most people. They get started and then they ramble and they go off and they're, you know, we were talking before squirrel, um, you know, and, and so in your book, you call it chunking. So let's talk about that because to me, that was very important because it does, it, it keeps, and, and maybe the screenplay is a great way to think about that. You know, you've got the things that are in specific order and that way it makes sense, but talk to us about that in detail. So the, so the chunking mm-hmm. is, look, we, and, and that's exactly what I'm talking about with mm-hmm. the structure of our brain mm-hmm. growing up as kids and those of you listening that have young children or mm-hmm. grandchildren, you see, they have this endless capacity to take in right. new things and to, to remember it and to mm-hmm. repeat it to us. Um, as we grow older, our mm-hmm. hard drive is fuller right. and our, our operating system has mm-hmm. not been updated for mm-hmm. a while. And also we 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 know a lot. As mm-hmm. kids, we we lack the frame of reference right. if we haven't mm-hmm. learned it before. So why should we argue with the right. teacher about mm-hmm. it? But as adults, we can argue and can say, wait a minute, mm-hmm. I don't buy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that doesn't sound right to me, or mm-hmm. I learned something else, or that, you know, mm-hmm. so so we'll get into it or we'll just disconnect and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is not important. Mm-hmm. So the principle of chunking uh is what actually helps the adult brain learn better. Okay. So it's it's taking it and chunking it into the the formula is five plus two minus two, meaning mm-hmm. like between three to seven chunks of information. And think about it, Deb, mm-hmm. our um license plates, our phone numbers, mm-hmm. our uh our social security numbers are chunked into three, three, four. Mm-hmm. So it's easier for us to remember those chunks right. of three numbers. Mm-hmm. And it's it's that's what the brain needs. So if we chunk all of our information mm-hmm. into four buckets or acts, as I call mm-hmm. them, you know, being in the sticking with the theater theme, mm-hmm. then it's going to be much easier on their brain mm-hmm. and what they take in. Right. It's the flow of the story as mm-hmm. well. So you're actually each of these chunks, each of these acts contain several tens, mm-hmm. dozens of questions that you're answering. Mm-hmm. But what you're doing is you are getting in line with their brain and thinking mm-hmm. of the questions that they have. Right ahead of time, mm-hmm. and then answering them as you go. So mm-hmm. you're building trust as you mm-hmm. go. Right. You know, let's be honest. Sometimes part of that process is y'all figure out this isn't going to work. Okay. Then you go merrily on your way. Um, you know, and, and because we've all, you know, we've, we've been sold to when it was just, you know, it was not going to happen and they just won't give up. And pretty soon you're just, mm. um, but you know, and, and we've, you know, I don't want to waste somebody's time telling them, you know, here's why you should work with me or whatever it is. If it's, if there's, is there's no interest now, but the story is again, what helps you determine that interest because they might initially think, why would I want to work with a redhead? And for those of you who are just listening, we are both redheads, yes. um, you know, and, and so, yeah, it's, it is, uh, you know, the, and, and the story then is what makes them change their mind. Yeah, absolutely. So, so people might come in as skeptics mm-hmm. and you have the opportunity in the first few minutes to make them believers. Right. And stories do it. Big numbers tell stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ready to make them believers. They mm-hmm. can't argue with the fact that you have growth and you have achievements and you have revenue. Mm-hmm. I mean, that means something mm-hmm. to an investor because it means somebody's buying your product, somebody's mm-hmm. drinking your champagne right. or eating your dog food. Mm-hmm. And we have to be able to wow them with that mm-hmm. from the get-go, mm-hmm. pull them in mm-hmm. and, and and make them engage. And then little by little, in a sense, convert them. Mm-hmm. So Okay. At first, they were very stone faced, and then little by little, the resistance starts. Yeah, to the, melt. the skeptical brow reduces, and then you're telling a story mm-hmm. that resonates with them because stories resonate, mm-hmm. and they nod a little bit, mm-hmm. and it reminds them. And there's a part of their brain called the insula that starts mm-hmm. looking for something that. Oh, that reminds me of the time that I mm-hmm. had a situation like that. So they've opened up. Mm-hmm. They're in sync with you. They're listening to mm-hmm. you, and then you have the opportunity to now show them how you truly will impact mm-hmm. this story, this pain, mm-hmm. this need that you're displaying. Right. It's you magic. Know, 
one of the things that that people have asked, you know, when when you talk about this, is truth. You know, does your story have to be a hundred percent true? <laughs> Can you embellish it? Can you totally make it up to fit the situation? Um, you know, so what do you tell people when they say, <sighs> you know, Donna? I've okay. never First had that disclaimer. Happen. Let me make this clear. Mm-hmm. I am not telling you to lie. Storytelling mm-hmm. does not mean lying. And right. we've had some very unfortunate cases of founders in the past. Yeah. Years. I mean, if you lie, you're going to get what you deserve. Let's just well, be honest about that. Eventually mm-hmm. you will. I'm sure mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out there seeing mm-hmm. what happened to Elizabeth Holmes and what's mm-hmm. about to happen to mm-hmm. Samuel Bank Fried and, 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 and be like, you know, oh, wow, I've got a big lie mm-hmm. out there that mm-hmm. I hope they... So... I'm not encouraging you to lie and you should mm-hmm. never lie about your numbers. Right. You never lie about your Especially if you're asking investors because they're they're eventually going to want to see your numbers. Yes, they are and vanity metrics do not pass due diligence. Mm-hmm. And also I mean it, like in Elizabeth Holmes case what's funny is she's she's you know she's actually I think today is the day she's supposed to report to prison but uh, she's mm-hmm. not even been sentenced for putting people's life at risk. It was mm-hmm. for defrauding investors. Right. But I think that the whole idea of the fact that she did, to me, the mm-hmm. most awful thing was that people's life was put at right. risk. Mm-hmm. So never, ever, ever lie about something that could endanger someone or that mm-hmm. has to do with your numbers or mm-hmm. anything around that. Now mm-hmm. with storytelling, the story doesn't have to be exactly 100% verbatim mm-hmm. details. So I had a, a, a journalist call me about a year ago. He was doing an article on um, startup stories and and how they, you know, it changes. He's like, so we had this one company that when they first came out, they said, we th- we got the idea from an investor that we spoke mm-hmm. to. And then a few months down the road, they were talking about a sick uncle. He's like, so what do you say about that? I say, well, maybe they were clients of mine. <laughs> because yeah. mm-hmm. If there is a sick uncle in there, and let's mm-hmm. hope our uncles and our family are well. <laughs> but if there is something mm-hmm. in there that, that, Somewhere that you may mm-hmm. not even realize was a motivator or a catalyzer. Mm-hmm. Definitely tell that story. Right. That's going to be what sticks. If you have a personal connection, I gave mm-hmm. a webinar today for about 200 uh, founders. Mm-hmm. And we have a lightning round at the end where they um, give their elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. And I go into Donna GPT mode and on the mm-hmm. spot, give them you know, that. So each one of them, my first question was, why did you choose this mm-hmm. to work on? And pretty much everyone had a personal connection. Mm-hmm. So go from the place of your personal connection, mm-hmm. your passion, whether it's a sick relative or whether mm-hmm. it's just, I'm a web designer. And one of the things mm-hmm. I saw with uh, small business owners mm-hmm. is that they're so reticent to take on any automation or anything right. because they, they, they're scared of it. But mm-hmm. the data they could get from it could be invaluable Mm -hmm. to them. So I decided to quit my company and start a new one, which Mm -hmm. is an automated automation for this. So, so, but you're coming from a place of understanding. You're Mm -hmm. coming from a place that also credentials you and Mm -hmm. shows your expertise and it just goes over much smoother. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and again, if, if you're going to say something that is not true and can be researched, you know, I I think we should just call it the DeSantos rule, right? Um, And, you know, yeah, don't don't make up your credentials. Don't do anything. And, you know, I think we've all seen that. And and it it bites you. Um, you know, I remember one time I was uh, on the board of a nonprofit and we were hiring a new CEO. So, you know, we're going through his resume and he had said he you know formerly was the CEO of X company. And then he listed a person for a personal reference. We called and they said, who? and i mean it was and it it was obviously very uncomfortable for everybody because then it was like well maybe we called the wrong place maybe you know and and uh, and and it it, we went back to the gentleman and said there's an issue you know and and he swore up and down that he had worked for him so i don't know what the catch was but, you know, it, 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 or, you know, we've seen that where somebody has said, you know, I won X award or, you know, as we've seen, I have X degree, X certification, and it's pretty easy to find those things out. If you're a publicly traded company, it's really easy to find a bunch of stuff out, especially from a financial standpoint. So, you know, don't, don't fudge on that. Um, no, you know, it's just, it's not it. worth it. 
And, and it's not just that it's so, so talking about chat GPT, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, I, AI is a huge, a buzz right now mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to know these. And and I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, it makes up a lot of stuff. Yes, mm-hmm. it does, because it's trained on, on models up till 2021. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because I asked chat GPT, you know, just out of curiosity to write me a bio. Mm-hmm. And most of the stuff was accurate. And then I did the same thing. I'm like, wow, it actually even found me. I mean, that was well, and, it did, but, and, and then there were a few things like, mm-hmm. oh, I've never spoken there. Or, oh, I've right. never done that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, these things will be found out. So mm-hmm. whether you're using ChatGPT right. or you're using yourself, mm-hmm. make sure that mm-hmm. you are upfront. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not to say you can choose, like I said at the beginning, mm-hmm. how you how you got right. here. You can choose how to tell the mm-hmm. story. You could choose what numbers to showcase, mm-hmm. but don't try to hide things and don't mm-hmm. try to 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 lie about right. things that can be found mm-hmm. out. Right. Yeah. Now you can take, shall we say, a little poetic license, maybe you know, in in some instances. Sure. And and you can certainly say you know something hypothetically. I mean, so then people know. Okay, this is total fiction. Um. You know, and and the funny thing is, I've seen them do hypotheticals when it's a true case. But they didn't want, you know, they 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 didn't oh, want to give sure. anybody's for name sure. away. You can do or, hypotheticals. Mm-hmm. You can also yeah. anonymize a case mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. let's say, you're a company working with cyber and you mm-hmm. have a client that you dealt with their ransomware. Right. You don't, you know, yeah, you don't want to say when I worked with you know X company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but there's a big difference between mm-hmm. uh, anonymizing it or or you know slightly. So one mm-hmm. of the stories I talk about in the book, I call it the Tokyo story. Mm-hmm. Um, they, it was very, very technical founders Mm -hmm. and they were like going on and on about their technical background. Mm -hmm. And then one of them, and I just wasn't getting it. And one Mm -hmm. of them then said, you know, this one time in Tokyo, and then I'm like, oh, you came up with the idea in Tokyo. And they're like, Uh no, we came from a background of computer vision. I'm like, okay, guys, you came up with the idea in Tokyo. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now. It doesn't matter if they went to Tokyo and realized they were lost in translation, looking mm-hmm. at all these beautiful buildings, not being mm-hmm. able to figure it out. And they thought, what if we could create right. something that helped mm-hmm. us on the spot, mm-hmm. image identifiable mm-hmm. where we are, or if they first started working on the idea and then mm-hmm. went to Tokyo and that decision mm-hmm. was just heightened. Right. So the, the investors aren't going to ask to see their passport. Right. That's, mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing mm-hmm. that you can afford to have poetic license mm-hmm. with your story. Mm-hmm. Right. But when it comes to the numbers and the deals and the mm-hmm. sales and that, that's where you don't want right. to. Right. You know, and one of the things that strikes me as you're talking about this too, is knowing who you're talking to. Um, so doing your research about them, uh, you know, and, and you've got great questions in your book of, of all these various things. I mean, pages and pages of questions that you should be going through and answering before you ever really do this. Um, a lot of it's like, what's your, what are your competitors doing? Things like that. But you absolutely have to know who you're talking to. And, you know, it's, it's kind of along the lines of, you know, are you giving a presentation to sixth graders or college graduates? You're going to use different language. Um, I spent time working for the American Cancer Society, and I always had to tell the doctors, you have to dumb it down <laughs> you know, because they wanted to use the words that had, you know, 20 characters in them. And, and I said, now you can mention that, but then you have to say, so in essence, it's this and this and this, you know, because most of the people aren't going to get that. But if they were speaking to say oncologists and if they didn't use the technical term, then they were going to be looked down on it. And so it is so important to do your research and, and tailor your story for that audience. So absolutely. And, and again, so let's distinguish if you're talking, if you're a doctor and you're speaking to your peers, you mm-hmm. need to speak in their language. Right. If you have a mixed audience, which usually you will, you right. need to aim mm-hmm. for the lowest common denominator mm-hmm. and you need to make it interesting and fresh and relevant for mm-hmm. everyone. Now, I don't think of it as much as dumbing it down as rather elevating our audience. Right. Mm-hmm. They're not dumb. They right. don't need us to mm-hmm. dumb it. I I, I, don't, I know people, we use that, mm-hmm. but think about it for a second. Mm-hmm. We don't want them to feel like, oh, you're dumb and I'm making Right, it yeah. Up. The second you get talked down to, you're like, no. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody likes to be talked down mm-hmm. to. Nobody mm-hmm. likes to be their not understanding. Mm-hmm. So if we can make our audience feel smart and mm-hmm. feel part, mm-hmm. that's where we're really going to, they're going to want to work with us. They're going right. to want to invest in us. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not 
taking away from how smart we are. Mm-hmm. It's just showing I can be accessible to mm-hmm. anyone. Right. I can I can be communicate mm-hmm. clearly to anyone. I'm mm-hmm. comfortable talking to doctors, mm-hmm. talking to investors, mm-hmm. and talking to my users. Right. I think politicians, in a sense, could probably use some lessons in that as well. Oi, oi. You know, oi. and uh, yeah, it, it's... It, you know, politics just, uh, you know, and it, it's such fun. Um, but it's, it really is a matter of, you know, it, it, when you are a good storyteller, it's not going to matter who you're talking to because you will have crafted it in a way that everybody can understand at least part of it. I mean, you know, everybody's not going to maybe understand all of it, but you want them to understand enough so that they are brought into it. Um, you know, and, and that's the important thing. And we want to, not just that, um, you don't have to tell them absolutely every detail about how it works. Mm -hmm. Okay. There'll be time for that later. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like going back to dating, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, when you go on a first Mm -hmm. date, you don't talk about your entire dating history and how you want to raise your kids and where Mm -hmm. you'd like to be married and what kind of dress you want to wear for that, you know, Mm -hmm. You also, you know, don't talk about absolutely everything in your life story. Mm-hmm. You start off little by little. Mm-hmm. So each meeting should reveal mm-hmm. something else. Right. You don't have to throw everything at it. Mm-hmm. Then they'll bring in, you know, a technical mm-hmm. team that wants to understand the deep mm-hmm. tech about it. Uh, so you, you, you kind of reveal it. Don't show all your cards mm-hmm. at once. Bit mm-hmm. by bit. Mm-hmm. Build the rapport. Right. What about asking for their story? That's a really good uh, point. So if you're talking to a new potential client, mm-hmm. there's some questions that I like to ask clients just to mm-hmm. kind of hear how they respond. So mm-hmm. I ask them, what are you really good at? Mm-hmm. What do you wish you were better at? Um, if you could you know, just wave a mm-hmm. wand and make one change mm-hmm. in terms of you know, communications, I, I want to know specifically about mm-hmm. me, what would it be? And then people's answers... Mm-hmm. That come out, you can learn a lot from. And as you're listening, you can mm-hmm. then gear your message towards mm-hmm. them. But sometimes people just love to talk and love right. to be listened to. Mm-hmm. Right. So hearing their stories is a great mm-hmm. idea. Right. You know, and the story, you know, it 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 is you 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 wanted to go along with that. Um, you know, and and it's, I want to talk a little bit more about AI because that's kind of part of the research that can be done. And it's, it's interesting because as we record this, the, the guest that is on the program right before yours airs, we talked in depth about AI and chat GPT and, and all of those things. And the amount of now, you know, again, caveat folks, chat GPT doesn't go past 2021. So, you know, remember it that when you're soon. asking. It will yeah. soon, but yeah. Oh, yet. yeah. And there are others that are getting pretty close. And so, you know, you can kind of combine things, but you can use that to do your research for you. And I have done that. You know, I have said, okay, you know, tell me about this, this, this. Okay. Now from that, tell me this, this, this. So you can kind of get it down further and further. Um, and, it's you know the, the the point that Gina brought out uh, last week, and then you know the point that that you talk about in your book. It's not going to replace us. It's helping us, yeah. um, you know. And and if it's giving us better information and more quickly than we could do it on our own, that's great because then it frees us up to do something else, um, you know. And, and to me, that's where we should be using AI and and things like that is as a tool to help us. Absolutely. Um, so I think we're gonna, you know, a lot of people are are a bit nervous that AI is going to take over their jobs and, mm-hmm. and quite honestly, rightfully so. Because right. for some no- people it very well may. Mm-hmm. Um, so all we can do as professionals mm-hmm. is find our unique offering mm-hmm. that stands the test of mm-hmm. time and will surpass AI. And mm-hmm. uh, like you said, again, we can use AI mm-hmm. to make it better, mm-hmm. to, you know, shorten things to sometimes I use mm-hmm. it. I get long convoluted emails for people. I'm like, what do they want from me? I mm-hmm. put it on chat GPT and I say, can you give me the key points of this? And if Ooh. there's any action items, mm-hmm. remind, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. So any action items required mm-hmm. of me. And that saves me time because mm-hmm. I have to read that email three or mm-hmm. four times to understand what the heck the person wanted right. from me. Mm-hmm. And they should have put it in chat GPT to write it. <laughs> exactly. And hopefully people will start 
is skilling up a bit mm-hmm. more in, in terms of their mm-hmm. writing. And, and it's going to kick us into action mm-hmm. to really find out where our true talents right. lie. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that when Google first launched and, and mm-hmm. search first launched, teachers and parents were like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, the kids are going to have right. all the answers now. Mm-hmm. They're never going to learn anything. I, you I know what? I had those answers before. They were called Encyclopedia Britannica and books. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's always been there. It's just evolved as the years have evolved. Yeah, I, I agree. And um, look at my mom used to say, look it up in your Funkin' Wagnalls. I remember uh-huh. we had like a, mm-hmm. a, a, that set at home. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. we had access to it. We mm-hmm. had libraries and we still managed to learn. It's then mm-hmm. taking it into critical thinking. Right. I think, and my girls go to a school where they've already really adopted and mm-hmm. they have a, a AI version for them to wow. use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. called chat amigo and and it's really uh it's it's incredible to mm-hmm. see how they're embracing it because right. like i said growing mm-hmm. up i didn't know i wanted to be a storyteller because mm-hmm. it didn't exist my girls are turning one's turning 10 in two days and the other oh. one's turning seven a month later mm-hmm. i don't think that what they're going to be when they grow up mm-hmm. exists yet i'm sure it doesn't yeah you know and 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 that's where the, the AI tools and things are really going to be so beneficial, um, you know, because it's going to help us get there. And now it can, like we were saying, it can help you with the basics and, and things like that. You know, you can say, you know, it, it, you know, tell me about X company and um, your X person, what are their wants? What are their needs? And then what you do is you, t- you, you know, we, we were mentioning, you know, you do your research, then you tailor your story to fit that again, don't lie. Um, but you know, you from based on the information that you get that you could have done on your own with Google and Encyclopedia Britannica. Um, you know, you're you're going to write the story that best resonates with them. Absolutely, absolutely. So you you one thing that AI can't do yet is understand the complete picture mm-hmm. and connect the dots from right. one thing to another and truly understand mm-hmm. the person that you're working mm-hmm. with and sitting in right. front of you because they don't. And, and oftentimes you'll ask a question mm-hmm. and be like, I'm AI. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. I did I that yesterday. I was in somebody's website and it said, I, I can't know. And sometimes I do it on purpose. I'm like, can I trip it up? Can I make it get confused? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, interesting but, to see. But yeah, but I think storytelling. Now, now, Yuval uh, Noah Harari, who wrote *Sapiens*, said mm-hmm. that storytelling is what helped us outlast the Neanderthals. Mm-hmm. I think it's also one of the things that will help us outlast AI, right? Because mm-hmm. this human capacity mm-hmm. for telling stories that mm-hmm. have sustained generations right. and gone—it's that emotion that really is so important. Absolutely. It's emotion and it's, uh, it's connection and it's, mm-hmm. I, it's, it's resonation, resonance mm-hmm. and, 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 and everything that mm-hmm. that's in there that we connect as human beings. Right. That's going to have to be a very sophisticated level of AI mm-hmm. to be able to right. get there. Now, mm-hmm. not to say that it couldn't happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, uh, I just feel like this is something that's um, still ours mm-hmm. and we want right. to really remember mm-hmm. what makes us human. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and and it is, it's in looking at how is it resonating with your audience? Did you have somebody fall asleep or are they, did they pick up their phones and they're not paying attention? You know, all of these various things. And then you can quickly change how you're doing things. I mean, you know, uh, I didn't go to Catholic school, but I know people who said, you know, they wouldn't be paying attention and sister, what's her name? What that ruler down on their desk? Um, you know, you, you can do those things. And now, you know, you probably shouldn't do that with somebody you're asking for money, but you know, you never know. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's that personal element. And again, that's the story. You know, it is, it is not saying, well, we, you know, our, our profits were up 200% and we made X number of dollars and yada, yada, yada. It's, I helped my dad, yeah. you know, it's that basic yeah. human experience mm-hmm. that, that really is what's mm-hmm. meaningful and what's going to stick and all right. Saying right. or is the stick? Mm-hmm. It's just it just does. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's what stays mm-hmm. with us, right. and that's what makes attracts us to people. I mean, mm-hmm. think of speakers that mm-hmm. are are exceptional mm-hmm. speakers, and people usually when you ask them that, they'll say Steve Jobs or Barack mm-hmm. Obama or Bill Clinton, mm-hmm. and people that just were able to captivate us mm-hmm. and talking in a very 
eye level kind right. of way. Now, mm-hmm. Steve Jobs did not start out as a great No. Speaker. Oh, he was horrible when he started. <laughs> but he worked mm-hmm. that man, 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 and he worked it again mm-hmm. and again. And he he just was like, there. there's a, a whole book called mm-hmm. Becoming Steve Jobs, where mm-hmm. they talk about the behind the scenes mm-hmm. on that. And that just shows the more you practice, mm-hmm. the better you become at it. Right. So I wrote that down on my notes here, um, a practice, because that is one of the things, you know, you do need to be able to think on the fly, you know, and, and, you know, because there are various things that, that can happen and good speakers can deal with that. But it is about practice, 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 um, and making sure that you've got it down cold. Um, you know, and and then you've got it down cold and can give it without your presentation, without your slides, because you know technology sometimes fails, or you know all of these various things. And part of of what you talk about in your book is uh, anticipating the questions that people are going to ask. Yeah, and I think that is probably one of the most important things because that's where people trip up. So talk to us a little bit more about that. So um, I gave a presentation to a group of uh, uh, of founders from uh, an accelerator in Luxembourg that are visiting mm-hmm. Silicon Valley now. And as I was going to the workshop, I said, so do you guys bring your crystal ball along so you can figure out what questions they're going to be asking you? And they're like, huh? And I'm like, yeah, you don't need one. Yeah. Luckily for us, mm-hmm. people pretty much ask the same questions mm-hmm. again and again and again right. in different forms, mm-hmm. different formats, varying from here to there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because of that, we can anticipate questions mm-hmm. better. Now, I did make a whole list of the investor questions and group them into groups. Mm-hmm. So you have like, right. Yeah. Again, that's part of those big list round, of questions in the book. Next funding mm-hmm. round. And on the audio version, mm-hmm. I actually uh, read that out. So, ah! so, it's, it's, so I've kind of done some of the work for you. Mm-hmm. But you know the questions you've been asked again mm-hmm. and again and again. Right. So really take the time to script mm-hmm. out amazing answers for mm-hmm. those. You know the questions that you think you probably will be asking. Mm-hmm. You know the questions that you dread being asked. Right. And be, be more prepared for those. Be ready. Be ready. Mm-hmm. Now, happens sometimes that we don't have mm-hmm. all the answers in front of us. Right. It, it, it happens. And it's mm-hmm. okay to say, you know what? I don't have all mm-hmm. the, the data in front of me. Can mm-hmm. I get back to you right. on that? Works for one mm-hmm. task, but you're not going to be able to say Yeah, that you don't get it, question. especially if you're asking for quite a bit of money. You know, the, I don't know. Mm-mm. They're not going to give you much. No. <laughs> if anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I, I also loved in your book, and, and we're going back to, to the structure part, um, is, you know, you've, you've got you, the problem that somebody has, and then you're coming up with the solution. And then you're doing the action plan. And so talk to us because, you know, that I think so many people get caught up in, I've got the latest, greatest thing in the world that they forget that it might not really be needed or, or they might already have it. So they skip the whole problem part. Um, they've got the solution and they totally forget that there might have, might actually not be a problem. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's one thing we never, ever want to lose touch with. Mm-hmm who this is really about. Right. Hint, and it's not you. Not about us. Aww. Not about us. Mm-hmm. We're amazing. We're wonderful. We're mm-hmm. fantastic. Your mother loves you. Mm-hmm. That's great. It's not about us. Mm-hmm. It's about the people that need our solution. Mm-hmm. And the more you know about them, the more mm-hmm. you understand about them, the more you know what solutions are out there that they're mm-hmm. using today and what's lacking in them, you can be more persuasive mm-hmm. that you are the ones right. that will serve this market. Mm-hmm. So it's not about us. It's about the audience either listening to us mm-hmm. and or the audience that we are impacting with mm-hmm. our product solution technology. Right. Right. You know, and central to every story is the villain. And so talk to us more about the villain. Because bum, in bum, business, bum. we're thinking, what? There's no Darth Vader. There might be. <laughs> See, I read. I know. You did. You did. So here's the thing. Um, I always ask people when I get a workshop, mm-hmm. what is the vital ingredient mm-hmm. in a uh, action adventure film? Mm-hmm. And I hear answers like, oh, the hero, the music, mm-hmm. the plot, the this. But at the end of the day, the mm-hmm. real catalyst, the real thing moving everything forward is the villain. Mm-hmm. And usually we either meet the villain or a villainous act in the first mm-hmm. few minutes right. of, of, of a movie mm-hmm. or of a TV series. And that's what kind of draws us in. Mm-hmm. 
the heroes are only as good. I, I, I came up with a new metaphor. So it's like the hero is the moon and the villain is the sun. Ah. And the moon is only going to sh- right. glow if we have mm-hmm. the, the rays of the sun. You so need both. Mm-hmm. You need mm-hmm. both. So the heroes don't have anything to be heroic about if there's mm-hmm. not a big villain to solve. So mm-hmm. taking that back to business, we have economic crises. We mm-hmm. have uh, security breaches. Mm-hmm. We have supply chain problems. Mm-hmm. We have waste and, and lack of sustainability. Mm-hmm. We have all of these villains in mm-hmm. our lives as humanity mm-hmm. that need to be solved. Mm-hmm. And then one solution comes and another problem is mm-hmm. created. So a lot of the same villains have been worked on for years, but mm-hmm. from different angles. And then you know, so hackers get more uh uh hackity and more mm-hmm. sophisticated. <laughs> we need more sophisticated tools mm-hmm. to get to get to them. So we really need to to constantly be looking at the villain and what that is, mm-hmm. what the cost is. Also, mm-hmm. before you transition from talking right. about the villain in their mm-hmm. lives to your solution, talk a little bit about that transitionary Mm -hmm. moment of, and this is what it's costing. And this is Mm -hmm. why other solutions aren't working. Like Mm -hmm. there is a big de facto Mm -hmm. problem out there that needs to be solved. And Mm -hmm. we're the ones that are going to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and then, you know, and, and this is one that we see so many people make mistakes about. They don't do an ask. So at the very end, they're not saying, in essence, buy my product, work with me, give me this money. They just assume that people know. Well, yes. we all know what happens when we assume, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Break the word apart. Um, <clears throat> so I always, and I, I tell this to my daughters a lot, if you don't ask, mm-hmm. the answer is always no. Right. So it's it's not that they, you know, when you don't have an ask slide, a lot of people's mm-hmm. argument is, well, it's going to be a different ask from different people. That's mm-hmm. fine. Create a few different versions mm-hmm. of your ask slide. Mm-hmm. But they need to know how much money you're mm-hmm. asking for, or if it's not money, if you're selling right. with the offering, what the mm-hmm. expectations are. How mm-hmm. much money are you asking for? What will it be spent on? Mm-hmm. And what will you achieve with right. it? What is mm-hmm. your objective for this mm-hmm. round? How far will you get? If it's going to last you 18 months, where will you be 18 months from now? Mm-hmm. What will what will the impact mm-hmm. have been? Because they're thinking about the next round that they have to right. fund you for. Mm-hmm. They're thinking about, okay, I need to see if this is doable, if this is achievable, mm-hmm. and will I be able to then join the next mm-hmm. round or at least bring on mm-hmm. my colleagues that will take it from here? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and again, if you don't ask, the answer is no. But what happens when the answer is no? So there's a difference between a hard no and Mm -hmm. and either a ghosting or a, you know, we'll be in Mm -hmm. touch. The ghosting is hard because it's almost better to get a hard no. Right. Rather than the, oh my gosh, you were wonderful. Exactly. Like I I remember my first few meetings when I moved to Silicon Valley. Excellent. Amazing. Fabulous. Fantastic. Totally going to do this. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. And then crickets. Mm -hmm. And you're not hearing back from this person. Mm -hmm. You're like, what happened here? Mm -hmm. And again, going back to dating, I remember the days were like been a great date. Yeah, I so thought it was fun. a fabulous date. Mm-hmm. And then nothing from the mm-hmm. other side. And you're like, what went on? Now, what went on for both of them, I can mm-hmm. tell you behind the scenes, is they didn't want to completely close the door. Right. Because they they did have a good time. Mm-hmm. They did think you mm-hmm. were great. But there's a lot of other people on mm-hmm. their roster that they want to check out mm-hmm. first. Sounds kind of annoying, but it's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. So right. they may be interested in mm-hmm. you for somewhere down the road, they mm-hmm. want to kind of keep their eye. And mm-hmm. by not closing the door and saying a hard no, mm-hmm. they've left it open. Mm-hmm. So if after three or four times, someone hasn't responded mm-hmm. to your follow-up, that's great. Move them to your quarterly mm-hmm. update. Yeah. They're going to get an email newsletter from mm-hmm. you that Here's reminds them that doing. you exist. And hard at work. Here's <laughs> what we have. And then mm-hmm. eventually when you hit big enough numbers or big enough mm-hmm. achievements, don't be surprised when you hear right. from them. Hey, right. yeah, because there is that FOMO, the fear of missing out. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you need to, mm-hmm. so that's a, that's another thing. So you do mm-hmm. want to keep them in the loop mm-hmm. and then be, su- not be surprised mm-hmm. if you, you do hear from right. me. Okay. Right. Um, and then, and, and be nice, be gracious mm-hmm. about it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the FOMO is something that you can actually create within your messaging. Mm. So nobody FOMO or fear of missing out. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to feel like they missed the boat for mm-hmm. the next big thing. Mm-hmm. So if you can paint them a picture to show them 
mm-hmm. how big this actually can right. get. Then and and show mm-hmm. trends that are mm-hmm. converging and pointing there. It can be mm-hmm. a behavioral trend, mm-hmm. like e-commerce growing sixty-five percent uh, in in mm-hmm. the span of two years just because of COVID, mm-hmm. or um, it's sustainability trends, uh, or anything that's showing. Mm-hmm behaviors of the end market. Mm -hmm. Another trend could be a regulatory trend. I was just Mm -hmm. working with a company now and they're in fleet management. Mm -hmm. And they told me that by 2025, all buses will have to be electronic Mm. or electric. Mm -hmm. And by 2030, all trucks will have, all fleets of trucks will have to prove that they have net zero. Wow. So that they have carbon mm-hmm. offsets or mm-hmm. they're so these are things that are breathing down the necks mm-hmm. of operators and they mm-hmm. have to be thinking about. And that's motive, that's mm-hmm. urgency. Mm-hmm. Another thing could be other competitors of ours have just closed big investment mm-hmm. rounds and we're even better than them. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, we mm-hmm. managed to get here with mm-hmm. very minimal funding. Mm-hmm. So you really want to be able to show um why you why now. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and as part of that, you can, and as part of your ask, you can build in the, I will follow up with you in two weeks. I will, you know, all of those things, because that's the other thing. And I'm, you know, guilty of that just as much as anybody else. We do the pitch and then we don't do anything. So they um, think that we're not interested, no, um, you know, and, no. and they were expecting to get a call in a week, two weeks, a follow-up email, whatever. Yeah. And so make sure that that you've got that in there, because if they, t- you know, you might say, I'll follow up with you in two weeks and they might say, you know what, this is a month long process that we're doing. Okay. Then I'll follow up with you in a month, you know? And, and so that way it just kind of, it, you know, it's, it's, it is part of that whole process of, you know, wrapping things up and moving on to the next step. Yeah. And, and it's not just that, um, don't let opportunities fall through the cracks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, anyone that owns a business should have a CRM. Mm-hmm. I resisted it for mm-hmm. a long time. And now I know just, uh, eh. mm-hmm. it, it was a huge undertaking, mm-hmm. but it was worth it because mm-hmm. I don't miss anything. Right. It's all there and it's mm-hmm. all captured. Mm-hmm. Um, at the very least, one tool that I absolutely love is Boomerang. Mm-hmm. Or Gmail not. Even mm-hmm. though Gmail um, has come out with things that are like Boomerang, I've continued mm-hmm. to be a paying user mm-hmm. because I know that I will never have one of those emails that mm-hmm. are I've forgotten about. Mm-hmm. It surfaces it for you. Mm-hmm. So whatever works for you to keep mm-hmm. you reminded about things right. you need to follow up on. And mm-hmm. we're all busy. Right. You know, and, and so are they. Yeah. You know, and, and not so it's not a big deal to follow Believe up. Believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Believe it or not, they have a life. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and of course there is a difference between following up and being a pest <laughs> you know? and, and you don't want to be the pest, but you know, a lot of times with the follow-up, it's, it's just like when you're going for a job interview, you're following up and saying, you know, you mentioned such and such here's, you know, I, 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 I have this great article that you might find interesting. That's mm-hmm. all you're doing. You're just, again, you're reminding Stay them of their your mind. existence. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and, oh my gosh, we've only got about five minutes left and we just have scratched the surface on this. I know, you know, and, and there's, there's a lot of great content in your book that, you know, things like, you know, we don't want to have death by PowerPoint folks. You know, this is not, let's see how many words you can put on your slide deck. Um, you know, better, you know, it is better to, to even not have a slide deck and heaven forbid you turn around and read it, you know, ah, ah. I mean, this is kind of speaker one-on-one. But I love it because in your book, you remind us of that, um, you know, and, and so what are some of the other big mistakes that people make as they're doing all of this? Um, wow. Where do we even start? I know. So in just a minute or two. <laughs> the biggest mistakes, um, one, which we've already touched mm-hmm. on, is being too jargony or mm-hmm. too technical, thinking that's going to make you look mm-hmm. smart and eh, wrong does the mm-hmm. opposite Two stripping away the story because you don't mm-hmm. have time and eh, that's going to take the heart mm-hmm. away of it from it three big one arguing with uh-huh. investors mm-hmm. and i've seen it happen and mm-hmm. it's it's like watching a car crash happen in mm-hmm. slow motion it's not going to end well mm-hmm. you you can see the impact mm-hmm. already um sometimes investors want to see they'll be a little bit you know mm-hmm. nudgy like like my two girls the little one they love each other the little one mm-hmm. will just nudge the pick, big one just see how bit. far she can mm-hmm. get 
mm-hmm. until the big one explodes. So, mm-hmm. so sometimes they'll just nudge you to see mm-hmm. how you respond mm-hmm. under fire. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to fall into the trap of trying right. to argue with them. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's, it's showing that you can be challenged mm-hmm. and, and hold your own mm-hmm. and, and not argue back. Right. And just say, mm-hmm. you know, I, I hear what you're saying and mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. As opposed to, but, but exactly. Mm-hmm. So taking the, the, and instead of the, but mm-hmm. approach and also what will it really gain you sometimes? Mm-hmm. And, and I think you said this before, um, you kn- this is not going to work. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that, you know, mm-hmm. they're not going to invest in you. Mm-hmm. You're not going to change their mind. So right. you just kind of got to go through the motions, but mm-hmm. arguing is definitely not mm-hmm. going to change their right. mind. Right. Yeah. Because that's what they're going to remember. I mean, you know, yeah. you we're talking about, you know, the, the sticky part of the story. You don't want the sticky part of the story to be, she argued with me or he, yeah. he objected yeah. to what I was saying. Yes. Because people mm-hmm. remember stories and they also remember feelings. Mm-hmm. They remember right. how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. And you definitely don't want that to be something right. that made you feel like crap. Mm-hmm. So, right. Right. So for sure. Yeah. For and- sure. The, another thing that you talk about a lot in your book, and, and this is just means this is why we have to have you on again, is to know what your why is. You know, and, and I think so many times people think I'm going to make my why fit with what they need. That does not work. <laughs> you know, you want there to be a match, but it still has to be your why. I mean, you, yeah, you can't, yeah. that, that almost comes back to lying. You know, if, if you're making your why completely match theirs. They might not be your why, um, you know, and, and Simon Sinek is of course the the expert in that. And, you know, and, and it's, it really is from a marketing perspective, it's, it's where you need to start. You know, what is your why? Um, because that's going to lead everything else. And it can be things like my why is I want to retire by the time I'm 50 with $2 million in the bank. And this is how I'm going to get there. Okay. <laughs> you know? Now that might not be your pitch to your investors, but um, you know, it's, it's, you know, you need to know why are you doing what you're doing back to, you know, your original story. I'm helping my dad. That was the well, why. It's, so, but his vision is mm-hmm. more than that. Right. It's basically mm-hmm. giving people control mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. chronic illnesses. Right starting with diabetes, Mm -hmm. but that's the vision. It's not, Mm -hmm. they can't say curing because there's a whole FDA thing around Mm -hmm. their whole compliance thing, but Mm -hmm. this is helping people manage and Mm -hmm. live their lives to the fullest. Right. Mm -hmm. That's a vision to get behind. It's Mm -hmm. his dad and it's everybody else like him. Mm -hmm. And that's a jumping off point from diabetes, which is a gateway disease Mm -hmm. to cancer and Mm -hmm. cardiovascular Mm -hmm. disease and and, and so many different things, but that's a vision to get behind. Mm -hmm. It's not just, we've created the supplement Mm -hmm. That, that helps mm-hmm. take blood sugar down. It's right. so much. Yeah, because bigger. the the what you're going to get is well, there's 300 million of those out there. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but but yeah, and 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 it it's exactly what we were saying. There might be 300 million out there, but you hooked them in with your story. Absolutely, absolutely, you got well, it. Donna, this really has been absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, we talked about your book, Sticking to My Story, The Alchemy of Storytelling for Startups. Yeah. And we'll have the, the link to, to buy that in the show notes. And look, there it yeah. is. There it is. She's there it is. So you can See, get, I get the actual. I get digital versions. And it's very so hard to hold up my a computer. Kindle version and an Audible, uh, mm-hmm. which I narrated. So yes. whichever, if you're a visual mm-hmm. right. or an auditory mm-hmm. or. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh, perfect. You know, perfect. You hold it. Be mm-hmm. kinesthetic. You've got, mm-hmm. uh, we've got you covered. Yeah. So. But tell us if people want to work with you and connect with you, how do they find you? And what are the services that you provide? So um, you can find me on my website, mm-hmm. DonnaGriffith.com, 2Fs1T. Uh, and I provide a variety of services. The main service is working on an investor pitch deck. Mm-hmm. Two hours. You've mm-hmm. got uh, Donna GPT creating it in real time with you. Uh, I also do sales presentations mm-hmm. and uh, website content. Mm-hmm. I call these the infrastructural stories, right. the DNA mm-hmm. of your story that will take you several mm-hmm. years forward mm-hmm. with your company. Um, and then, uh, so you can reach out, schedule a intro call to see if mm-hmm. we're a good match. The book you can also find there uh, either on Amazon or mm-hmm. stickingtomystory.com. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I love it. I love it. And you've got great content on your website, lots of great resources. Um, And as I said, I mean, the book really is good. Just the the questions part, you know, what are the things that I need to be thinking about before I do this 
you know, in because we we need to let people know we know what the heck we're doing. <laughs> and so it's all that preparation part so that you're not going in. And if they say, what about and you go, I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I don't know, but give me a bunch of money anyway, or buy my product or hire me. It's not going to work, folks. So, you know, answer those questions in advance and then keep answering them because it changes. Yeah. 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 It changes and you need to keep your story mm-hmm. fresh and mm-hmm. keep innovating as things change. Right. Be able to pivot your product mm-hmm. and pivot your story. Mm-hmm. Things change and you have to be ready. Right. I love it. Well, Donna, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? Um, so the final thoughts are stick to your stories. They will not steer you wrong and have really good stories ready for a variety of audiences because you never know if the next person you meet will change your life. I love it. Well, I've been having so much fun talking with Donna Griffith. I'm Deb Preer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.